Welcome to the Hopcare Take 5 podcast, where we give you five minutes of healthcare stories from the week because you care about healthcare, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. Back in 2012, New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg put forth a pretty innovative way to crack down on obesity. It was a cap of 16 ounces on sugary beverages sold in restaurants, delis, movie theaters, stadiums, and street carts. In September of 2012, New York City's Board of Health voted unanimously in favor of the proposed limit. Since then, it's been pretty much all downhill, as court after court have consistently ruled against the proposed limit. And that theme continued earlier this week when New York's highest appeals court also ruled against the proposed limit, saying that the New York Board of Health, quote, exceeded the scope of its regulatory authority. And while certain health advocates will decry this ruling, it's important to remember that this ruling fits into the larger context of freedom within America. And for the most part, we do not prevent you from doing things that may be unhealthy to yourself just because someone who is allegedly smarter than you believes that it's bad. And while not a perfect process, and not always the fastest process, the way to enact behavior changes is not through rulings, but through knowledge and information. And that is what has happened, if nothing else, because of this soda ban. We've continued to talk about We've talked more about how dangerous sugary drinks are to our health. And this is how we are responding to this new knowledge. Since 2007, 9.4% drop in Coca-Cola soft drink sales. 19.2% drop in Diet Coke sales. Again, it might not be as immediate as the biggest health advocates would want, but with good correct information, behaviors do change. Something else that is now changing, thanks to the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court unanimously struck down the 35-foot buffer zone around abortion clinics in Boston. This was considered to be a violation of free speech, so if you're going to get an abortion in Boston, someone might be standing right next to you when you walk into the clinic. So everyone agrees that exercise is good for you. If there's any question left to be solved in that arena, it's how intense that exercise should be. This week, a new study gave us some new insights. Or maybe they aren't that new. I mean, does anyone really look at someone who's sprinting a mile and someone who's running it in 15 minutes and think, yeah, they're both getting the same amount of benefit from that? No, I don't really think so. And this study supports that. Intense exercise brings about changes at the molecular level that simply is not matched by those who are participating in mild physical exercise. Okay, I can accept this. Great. I'm going to work out a lot harder. I'm going to go faster. I'm going to be stronger. My body's going to be so much nicer as a result. The problem is that you're probably going to then overestimate how much intense physical exercise you're doing. You're going to come back from the gym, oh my god, I just ripped it so hard, and you didn't really rip it that hard. At least according to a study that placed participants on a treadmill and measured their heart rates and then changed the speeds and asked the participant if this was light, if this was moderate, or if this was vigorous physical activity. Now, most people got the light correct, 
But for the other two categories, participants frequently claimed they were going harder than their heart rate actually indicated. Now, fast food restaurants make a very easy target, right? They're only after profits. They don't care about the health of their patrons. and They're feeding us with poison. What then does one say to companies like McDonald's and Boston Market of voluntarily reducing sodium levels? Is this simply an attempt to make more money off of a health-conscious consuming public? Or is it something more? And is it really that much easier to make money off of healthy food when many consumers consider healthy to be bad tasting? This reality caused Boston Market to make health improvements to its food, but not tell consumers about it until months after the food had been adopted. Boston Market also took salt shakers off of its table as a beautiful nudge to get people to salt less. Real prices, real convenience, better health, hopcare.com.